this week's edition of the Pete Mazzetti Show. I'm your host, Pete Mazzetti. My guest this evening is Janet Alfano, who's the executive director of the Diaper Bank of Connecticut. Janet, welcome. How are you? Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I am well. Excellent. Um, good to see you. How again. are you doing? I am good. I am good. Thank you. Good to see you again. Thank you. You as well. Thank you. So, Janet, tell us a little bit about yourself and about the organization. Sure. So my name is Janet Alfano. I am the executive director, as you said, of the Diaper Bank of Connecticut, right. which is a nonprofit organization that provides diapers to infants and toddlers across the state. Um, we also have ventured into um, some newer space, which is providing period supplies and incontinence products to both youth who need them as well as seniors. Okay. And we've been around since 2004 okay. and have distributed over 26 million diapers to infants oh, and wow. toddlers since we started. Oh, wow. Now, how has things, how has things changed with you guys because of the pandemic? So as you can imagine, um, we have seen such an increased need for our services. It's really important for folks to know that before the pandemic hit, there was extraordinary need. Right. That there was roughly almost 40,000 infants and toddlers um, who have experienced diaper need. And the pandemic only exacerbated that. You know, we've seen uh, two, three, four times the numbers of requests, five times. And we are, we know that that still exists because some of those conditions, folks are still out of work. Um, you know, those who have been most impacted were the folks who, um, who had jobs, you know, that um, were less consistent. And so um, we know that that need exists and is still continuing to grow as we slowly return back to some sense of pre-pandemic activity. Now, as far as pre-pandemic activity goes, are you guys doing stuff in person or is everything still socially distant? Yeah, that's really a wonderful question. We are, it's a little bit of both. Okay. Our, most of our team is actually back on site. I do have a few folks who are still working remotely and we are, our team is delivering to our over 60 agency partners throughout the state so that mm -hmm. we're doing in person. Depending on our partner, they may or may not be fully in person. So they may be doing some drop-offs to families who have you know, diaper need. Uh, they may be doing different types of activities, different socially distanced types of gatherings or appointments. Um, so it really varies dependent upon the type of partner that we have. So for instance, a childcare center, mm -hmm. um, you know, they were of course very quick to put very specific protocols in place so that um, folks, especially emergency responders, could drop off their child to childcare. So some of those um, childcare centers um, have already adapted um, and put these protocols in place. And we know that that industry was very hard hit by the pandemic. Um, some other types of organizations, you know, shelter-based programs, they still existed with some socially distanced measures in place, um, but others, you know, they're doing things totally differently. So it, it really varies across the board. Now, as far as fundraisers and activities, how are you guys doing? How are you guys handling those? Yeah. 
So we are still, that's, and that's really right. Uh, such a difficulty for so many nonprofits. Mm -hmm. We are still doing virtual, um, gatherings okay. and, um, you know, our last big event was in September. Um, and that was completely virtually. Now, typically in March, we actually have a road race that we work with. Um, we are lucky enough to work with WPLR mm -hmm. um, and JV Sports for the Shamrock and Roll. Yes. That did not occur, right, in March. Right. Um, and so we are going to be working with them on their Golden 5K on July okay. 11th. So it is actually um, in honor of their 50th birthday as a radio station. Mm -hmm. So we will be doing that race instead. And that is one of the first races to be in person. But as you can imagine, there are you know, very particular protocols in place um, to make sure that folks are safe um, and socially distant. But it's sure to be a fun event. And I know we are really excited um, to be participating in it. and and look forward to that this summer. So when is that again? That is on July 11th. Okay. And if you go on WPLR's website or on JB Sports, you will see a link to that event. It's the Golden 5K. Okay, very cool, very cool. You guys are a very busy organization considering yeah. we're in the middle of a pandemic here. Yeah, yeah, we've definitely um, amped up our distribution and we know that it's so important for us to continue to talk about this issue, to raise money in order to support our diaper distribution because families are still in need. And so we will do what we have to do to make sure that we can continue to distribute and increase those numbers so that we can get families the things that they need to be safe and healthy. Now let's talk about distribution. Where do you guys distribute to? Sure, so we are across the state um, we distribute to, I gave a couple of examples a bit earlier, you know, sure. child care type of centers to um, shelter-based programs. We actually work with several home visiting programs um, that work with families with very young children. So if there is a, a new mom who is participating in a home visiting program, they get some um, training, they get some advice and some one-on-one -on -one help. Um, we work with those kinds of organizations, food pantries, um, you name it. So lots of different types of organizations. I was going to say, I know you guys are very involved with my friend Tina Baskin of Bear Necessities as well. Yeah, so we, um, we definitely know them and work with them. And Absolutely. I hear that they have an event coming up. So I'm wishing them the best of luck with their, I think it's called Ducky Dash. I hope that they have yeah. Good weather and a wonderful turnout for that oh, event as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Matter of fact, I talked to Tina the other day and she's like, I want to be on with Pete Mazzetti. I'm like, I can do that. I just have to <laughs> square away my schedule. But I'm like, I can I can definitely do do that interview. That's not, not going to be an issue. Now, let's talk about, obviously, with Mother's Day around the corner, how, that, how, how, how that's going to be effective. Yeah. So, you know, for us, we think about of course, moms being so important, really mm -hmm. anyone in that caregiver role for a Absolutely. baby and for a family and what that means. And we know that, you know, especially the moms that we serve, how important being able to provide what your child needs is to that mom, to how you feel about being a mom. You know, there was, I may have talked about this in the past with you, in 2013, there was an article in the Journal of Pediatrics okay. that showed 
the high correlation between maternal stress and depression and diaper need, that it was the highest correlated thing to, that caused stress to a mom. And we were shocked by that. But if you really think about it, it's a recurring stressor. You have to change your baby's diaper every few hours for right. you know three years or so. Absolutely. So it's not something that's ever out of your mind. No. And imagine not being able to meet that very essential basic need, what that can do for you and how you feel about yourself as a parent. Right. Right. And so, you know, the obvious health consequences are to a baby where if you don't have a diaper changed as frequently as it should, mm -hmm. you know, it could start off as maybe a, a diaper rash, which doesn't seem so um, significant, but that can really turn into something much more significant if not treated or if those conditions that caused it don't change. And so we know that this has very specific and measurable impacts on the health of the baby and the health of mom. And certainly around Mother's Day, we want to highlight that connection and help moms create the conditions to help her baby thrive. Now, as far as everything, everything goes that you guys are involved with, let's talk about a little bit about other health and hygiene items sure. across the lifespan. Yes. Yeah. So thank you for bringing that up. So, yes. you know, we talk about um, diaper need and certainly in those early years of life, those are, that's a, a significant health and hygiene need for the baby. And we talked about the health of the mom, you know, other items like that, that aren't covered by any other um, sort of uh, subsidized program. When we think about, you know, period supplies or menstrual hygiene um, for folks who need them. Mm -hmm. uh, that is also another range of items that don't have specific coverage. And, you know, the outcomes are, are similar. That it, if you don't have what you need, if you don't have the funds to afford, you know, period of menstrual supplies, mm -hmm. it impacts someone's ability to go to school. Right. Um, you know, this is a significant need for folks across the country. I believe it's one in five who have experienced period poverty as it um, has come to be known. Okay. And so we know that not having the very simple thing that you need can cause um, you to miss work, to miss school, to have some potential health complications because of it. And we don't want something so simple to get in the way of you know, living your best healthy life. And so that is something new, newer to us that we've been doing sort of quietly over the years, but we have in fact um, created a, a brand we call our periods um, supplies program. Oh, it's wow. called Beam and it's a play off of our logo as the diaper bank with the sun. Yeah. Um, and we are, both distributing products to some of our existing partners and then creating new partnerships um, with different organizations who work with the pop this population. Um, and so that's one piece of it, which we are really so happy to be involved and engaged with. And I will say this, sure. young people have really led the push around this issue. 
um, over the past several years, they have been so active and involved and engaged to say, you know, these are basic health items and they should be provided, the end. Right. Um, and so they have really been inspirational to me as a leader, uh, but also to, I know many other folks uh, to say, you know, they're advocating, they're talking about the issue, they're trying to help get rid of the stigma around talking about these kind of really basic things. Um, and so it's been wonderful to work with a lot of young people throughout the state who are not just the leaders of tomorrow, they're the leaders of today. Right. And it's been wonderful. Now, Janet, one of the things we didn't talk about in the opening of the show is your organization and how you guys got started. Yes. So, so thank you for bringing that up. We were founded in 2004 okay. by a wonderful woman who I am lucky enough to call my friend and colleague. Her name is Joanne Goldblum, okay. and she was a social worker and worked at the Yale Child Study Center. Ah. And part of her role was to do home visits to families in need in New Haven. And she just kept encountering folks who just did not have the basic necessities that they needed um, in order to you know, to be a good parent, to um, just do the things that they needed every single day. And so it was something that she brought up um, while she was at work, you know, to say, I have a client who needs diapers and she's not able to use her, you know, food stamps or WIC. There's no subsidy for this. What can we do to help this woman? Because there's, there's not a clinical intervention that I can do that's going to change that very simple fact, which is that she does not have enough money to afford these items and there's no subsidy to do so. And so that actually really realization um, and action led to the founding of our organization. And it was started right out of the home of Joanne Goldblum and her husband, David, and their family. And they worked with organizations, five organizations in New Haven that were already serving families in the community to say, you know, we see this need, would you be willing if you had a supplier to get these items to your families? And five agreed, and they rolled up on Bishop Street on the Goldblum home one Saturday every month. And that's how it operated for about the first year. Wow. Um, to, so from those original five agencies, we have roughly 60, 65 or so agencies now, you know, across the state. But it was it's really a testament to the perseverance and persistence and dedication and commitment of those founders of the organization um, who saw a need that was not being met in, in the community that they lived and worked and worked to do something about it. So it's, it's pretty incredible. Janet, would you mind sticking around for another segment? Absolutely. All right, we'll be right back. When you look at the number of disasters in the U.S., chances are every area will deal with some kind of emergency in the next decade. And between school, sports, and social lives, chances are you won't be with your kids when it happens. Will they know what to do? Ready.gov kids has the educational tools and information to make the conversation easy. When the time comes, chances are they'll feel prepared, not scared. So talk with your family today. Our fellow Americans. Right now, the COVID-19 vaccines are available to millions of Americans. And soon, 
they will be available to everyone. The science is clear. These vaccines will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. They could save your life. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. That's the first step to ending the pandemic and moving our country forward. It's up to you. Welcome back to this week's edition of the Pete Mazzetti Show. I'm your host, Pete Mazzetti, sitting here with Janet Alfano, who's the executive director of the Denver Bank of Connecticut. Janet, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. So, Janet, we were talking a little bit about in the first segment of the organization, how you guys got started. If people want to support your organization, where should they go? Sure. Um, well, we have a website, and we actually just had a little website redo. So if you want to take a look at it, uh, it's thediaperbank.org. Okay. Um, we are also on all of the social media, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever the young kids are doing, I think yeah. we're there. Um, but really, it's, it's in an effort to you know, talk about the issue and show the work and how folks can support. There's a lot of different ways in terms of financial donations. Certainly we can make those go farther because we are purchasing items in bulk. Mm -hmm. um, and also folks do like to participate in drives of all kinds. So product drives, diaper drives, period supply drives, um, incontinence supply drives as well. Now, as far as supply drives go, I'm sure we're not I'm sure you're not, you guys aren't doing those in person yet because of what's going on, but hopefully maybe those will roll back slowly but surely. Yeah, we've started a little bit. We're doing, if folks are doing them in their close-knit communities, okay. we are accepting drop-offs one day per month. At this point, we've opened that part back up a little bit, but you're right, it is still a little bit tricky because we don't have regular volunteers in our space at all yet. Okay. Um, and so we are still assessing our plans around that and when that will be appropriate for us to, to do. Now, if people want to do their own supply drives for yeah. you guys, mm -hmm. how can, what do you suggest they do? Yes, so that's actually a wonderful option. And we do have um, a great amount of detail and instruction on our website about okay. how to conduct a supply drive. And certainly you can reach out. Um, there's contact information on the website. You can reach out for assistance if you need some, but there's a, a wealth of information on the website that can help folks who would like to get started. Now, as far as if, you, if, you, if you're looking for to donate to the Diaper Bank of Connecticut, is, are there specific supplies that you're looking for or not? Sure, so in, um, there's a, a layered answer to that question. In terms okay. of diapers, we are always looking for the larger sizes, mm -hmm. certainly like four, five, six, um, and pull-ups. Those, we, are, we go through those quickly, more quickly than other sizes. Um, and then in terms of you know, period supplies, um, we certainly accept those items as well. We, for those, the packages do have to be closed mm -hmm. and we can't accept any open packages on those items. Same thing you know, for senior incontinence products and youth incontinence products, um, where the larger sizes are what's most in need for in, in those items as well. So like an XL, the XL sized items are what we are in most need of. Now, 
do we think sometime during the, during down the road you guys can actually get back to in-person activity? Oh my goodness, I hope so. And I hope it's very soon. Um, we'll, you know, what we are working on right now, what the staff uh, and my team and I are working on are um, plans to, for um, some level of volunteer activity, even okay. if it's just so that we can um, stage it out, so we can open up slowly and then um, a little bit more in the future. But we are, we are excited and hopeful that it will be very soon. Now, as far as the organization goes, what other fundraisers or events are you guys up to besides the and we'll, we'll again, we'll talk about the road race coming up in July as well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so we there's a couple of things. So right now we have a, a Mother's Day appeal that is actually just going to be dropping in the mail. So we're doing that. Okay. We have the road race that's coming up. We are planning our um, gather for good gala, but it's not going to be one big gala. What we're hoping, um, and we're going to have information about this on our website very soon. We're hoping that folks will host smaller, more intimate parties um, with a group that they're comfortable with in, at their own home or outside or in some way. Um, and and we're looking for a way to tie that into what, what would normally be our once a year gala. So stay tuned for that. We're excited. We've got some um, exciting options around that. So I can't wait for that. Absolutely. And when's that going to be? Do you know? Yeah, it's going to be um, the weekend of October 1st okay. through the 3rd. So okay. it gives a little bit of uh, opportunity for folks to set what date works best for them. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what, what, else, what other types of information do we want to get out on the diaper bank? Sure. So there's one more thing that's um, it's pretty big. So folks may have seen some of our posts and news stories around um, in, I would say, early March, okay. um, late February, when the governor's budget came out, it included a cut in the, our funding. Yeah. Um, and what was so wonderful was how much folks responded to that and reached out to their legislators, wrote testimony, testified at the state legislature to how important you know, this funding is to support providing diapers to families in need in our state. Um, okay. And so the legislature recently, the Appropriations Committee recently um, presented its budget, which included our funding restored and a little bit more. And so wow. we are so grateful for the Appropriations Committee to support that. But what we know is it's a great step, but we're not done yet. Right. The budget still has to get voted on. And so uh, we first stop to say thank you. And then second, know that it's very important to advocate to your state legislators to say, this is important to pass this budget to include our funding and a little bit more so that we can make sure that we're meeting even more of the need because it has grown so much over the past year. Now, as far as how closely do you work, you guys work with the legislature? Um, you know, as as closely as we can. I mean, we certainly um, did outreach with um, legislators, as did our advocates. You know, we are working with certainly directly with um, Representative Abercrombie and Representative Gilchrist and many others who are really thinking about this issue um, in a holistic way. 
and wondering what are the mechanisms that can help them figure out how to best serve Connecticut's families with very young children. And so we want to work with them to do that um, and and offer um, advice and support and uh, whatever we can um, to help make sure that we can both serve the families right now, but think about what is a real sustainable solution that is more than just our non- what our nonprofit can do, that is really built into the fabric of the services that we provide to families with young children. Now, as far as the pandemic goes, how has the nonprofit been affected by the pandemic and what's going on? Yeah, that's a great question. Certainly, we have done some emergency um, fundraising and grant writing, and we have been lucky enough to get some of that support um, and turn that around into higher distribution. What is difficult is that, right, this has been going on for a while. Yeah. Um, you know, resources are limited. And so, what we are hopeful is that some of this um, you know, federal relief money will help um, organizations and nonprofits like ours to meet more of the needs that exist for the residents of Connecticut, particularly those who are most impacted um, by both the health consequences and economic consequences of COVID, and also especially those with very young children. Um, we want to make sure get a good start um, and a healthy start in life Um, and so that is our hope and now if people want more information on the diaper bank of connecticut where can they go yes the diaperbank.org to our website there's a lot of information about how to get involved um, what our services are some of our new programs who are our partners um, certainly, the website is chock full, but they can also, you know, give us a call uh, 203-934-7009 um, and reach out to one of the team members. Cool. Janet Stolfi, Janet Alfano from the Connecticut Diaper Bank. Thanks for some time, and hopefully, we'll see you again soon. Thank you so much, and thank you so much for having us. And I look forward to that day. You got it. On behalf of Janet, I'm Pete Mazzetti. Thanks. Good night. We'll see you next time.